This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Dr. Vic. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share with you my new book that has just been released on Amazon called Decoding the Matrix. This book is all about understanding the conditioning of how life shapes our mind and shapes our subconscious that may put limits on us to achieve the life we desire to understand and actualize our potential and the impact that's going to make on a soul level, but more importantly, accelerate your spiritual awakening. This book is something I wish I had years and years ago, and it has been the reviews that are coming in has just been absolutely amazing. People sharing how this gives them the insight of living a more fulfilled life, how to really level up, how they can live a limitless limitless life, how they can create their own create the impossible, and so much more. You can get access to the book by just checking out the show notes, click on the link there, and you can go ahead and get the book today. And then do me a favor once you have read it, and once you have gone through with it, please share a review on Amazon if you liked it. It helps get the book and the message out there. Now let's get back to our show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you are listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you here. As this week, we had such an awesome guest that we spent some time and interviewed, and I just love her energy, 
I love the name of her company. It's everything I love to do. Uh, I literally wrote a book on this, Decoding the Matrix and how to help people spiritually awake. But she is all about being part of the Awakened Company, and her name is Catherine Bell. And it was such a great convo. We talked about the importance, what is awake company, what does that awakening process do, what is important, why is that important now. And there's a lot of valuable information in this, in our conversation about that, because we can look at this in so many elements in our life, especially if you own your own business and you're an entrepreneur, but we can also do this in your own personal life and so much more. Because I always share and I truly believe that based on my own experiences and my studies and everything working and working with you know hundreds of entrepreneurs is that what we do in one area of our life we do in many others and becoming aware of that is a part of the awakening process to allow us to make the shifts that we need so before i go any further Catherine is a successful serial entrepreneur, business leader, and best-selling business author. Catherine focuses on awakening the fire within as the founder of The Awakened Company. Catherine founded Blue Era, a profit 500 executive search firm. As a top 200 growing company in Canada and a top 10 in Alberta and best workplace, Blue Era was a shining example of the Awakened Company system in action and was successfully sold. She now helps organizations develop cultural strategies. Catherine consults all over the world on how to create Awakened Companies. The Awakened Company's aim is to ignite and sustain the fire within organizations with passion, purpose, and playfulness. They help leaders discover their inner castles so they can lead better, and they help them to cultivate actualized strategies with soul. They are focused on the emergent field, so their consulting is more present-based, not rigid prescriptive. The Awakened Company merges wisdom, traditions, business research, and practical know-how. They love bringing innovation and love to love life they also have an experienced coaching team to help with personal development. Without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Here is Catherine Bell. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Vic. I'm excited to have you on, loving your energy just prior to getting on this call and uh, recording and so forth. Uh, I'm excited to what's going to show up and what we're going to chat and the, everything that's going to come from that. Before we do get to there, um, my listeners already know I love to get right into things. So do you mind sharing with us your journey, your story of where, how you got into what you're doing today? With pleasure, I will tell you my rather mercurial story. Um, so right now, I'm the founder of the Awaken Company, and we help organizations to uh, ignite and sustain the fire within. And I've written a best-selling and award-winning book. Um, Eckhart Tolle's publisher, Namaste, published The Awakening Company, and it's been a very mercurial and not very traditional road to where to get to where I am today. So let me take you back a little bit. So let's start with um, one of the organizations that I founded with a woman named Shohana Siddiqui called Blue Era. And we started this organization, which was an executive search firm. Because we wanted to do something radically differently. We wanted, and this was over a decade 
ago. We wanted to bring humanity back into the executive search process. So we started to really play with our company. We did things like unlimited vacation, which in a professional services firm is somewhat risky to do. We had bring your dog to work day. We had mindfulness breaks. We did things radically, radically differently. And you know what, Dr. Vic, we built a Profit uh, 10 in Alberta, Profit 200 in Canada firm that was successfully sold and continues to be successful today. And all the while of building this firm, and we really looked at it as an experiment. So one thing I'd invite everybody to do is to look at their your life and your um, organization, your business as an experiment, and don't be afraid to play. Because while business research points us in a certain direction, which is worthwhile to keep. Unless we experiment with new things, kind of push the envelope, we're never going to find new ways of being and doing. And I think organizations really will solve the world's greatest challenges by organizing differently. So while I was at Blue Era um, and building Blue Era with an amazing team of people, I was, I had this niggle in my, in my head. In fact, I was in a dimly lit cafe in New York city and the term, the awakened company just popped in and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I've got to write a book called the awakened company. And my colleague who was with me, Carolyn said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So I started to write this book and boy, at first I, I asked my partners for some feedback on it. And they're like, cat, this book is not, not, very good. It's pretty bad. And I was like, okay, well, I know I'm supposed to write this book. I know I'm supposed to help to awaken a new way of working together. So I kept on working at it, kept on working at it. I really wanted Eckhart Tolle's publisher, Namaste, to publish the book because I thought that they would understand the consciousness related to what I was building. So I somehow got introduced to the founder of Namaste, which is Constance Kello, who wrote The Power of Now with Eckhart Tolle. Um, and I, I'm like, you know, I'd really like you to publish this book. So I gave it to her and she's like, no, 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 no. We're not in um, the, the business of publishing business books. And I just kept at it and kept at it and listened to her feedback, listened to her input. Um, in terms of the book. And she kept on being open to me. So I paid attention to that. And then she, at one point, she's like, well, why don't you interview business leaders? So, you know, I spoke to Rose Marcario, who was then the CEO of Patagonia. She did not know me from one iota. I just wrote a letter to her and said, I'd like to introduce you to, I'd like to interview you for my book. And uh, she said, yes. I also interviewed Otto Sharma from MIT. And he said, yes. So I kept on interviewing people, interviewing thought leaders in terms of how do we awaken a new way to work together. And so I was doing all this. And in the meantime, I was also um, uh, building this business. So had direct personal experience building a more awakened organization or awakening organization. And finally, she said, yes, I'd love to publish your, your book. And I wrote the book with the Enneagram thought leader, Russ Hudson and Christopher Papadopoulos. And it quickly became a bestseller and won a number of, of leadership awards. So as I was building up the executive search firm, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling a calling or a pull towards helping organizations to awaken new ways of being and doing together. So 
the way I describe it is like Blue Era was like a baby and I became a grandma to Blue Era and eventually kind of graciously extradited myself. And now I'm focused on the Awaken Company. And we work with organizations on awakening and sustaining their corporate cultures. We also work a lot with um, the Enneagram and um, do a lot of Enneagram and creativity series. And all everything we do is aimed at sparking people within, within themselves. And right now I'm teaching a business school class at Queen's University, one of the top business schools in the world, all about how do we create awakening and awakening organizations. So my journey has not been linear. It's been fraught with with challenges. I'm also a very um, strong believer in being of service to community. So I'm involved with the Science Center, the Impact Society. I also have um, a side project called the Awaken Project, uh, which helps female entrepreneurs to start their own businesses via microcredit. So I've partnered with a number of organizations to build um, one. We did a scarf and raised a, 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 a lot of money through the scarf for microcredit for other women. And I'm also partnered with a jewelry designer and do jewelry. So I do believe that in our worlds, we're all here to help each other and to help kind of take what our lessons are and share them with other people. So I strongly believe that everybody should have some form of community service related to their organization or something that may be of of passion or of interest to them. I'm also a mom of two sons uh, who are 16 and 18 and uh, wife to uh, a thought leader in renewable energy, uh, Kent Brown. So I'm believe in living kind of life on full and life uh, in a way that is igniting and sustaining for everybody. Um, My personal vision, and Dr. Vic, we are talking about this, is to be a healthy muse to radiate love, wisdom, and power in service to humanity and the planet. So everything I do is focused on that is to inspire people to live their best life, to not settle for um, what what can often be kind of a sleep, to settle, to rather reach out and and up and out of the ego so that um, they live their fullest lives because in other people living their fullest lives, we live our fullest lives. And unless we're met that way, um, we will not change the world. So, and I believe everybody can be a catalyst in changing the world and making the world a better place. I couldn't agree with you more. So powerful, so many ways. And, and just what you just shared there about your vision and everything you do aligning with that, that just makes things easier in a sense to manifest the reality of what you desire. And um, I just love everything you're doing, the Awakening Company, all that good stuff. It's just really, really great. You did bring up something I don't love to dive into. I've, I've, I've talked about this a little briefly before uh, on this podcast, and it's the Enneagram. Can you talk a little about what that is? How do you utilize it and what's it good for and, and so forth? Yes. So the Enneagram is a profound personality roadmap for how do we become more present And I was just in Egypt. I'm literally returned on Monday, so four days ago, from Egypt, where kind of the the roots of the Enneagram are. And it really is a system to help us 
awaken to who we all truly are. Now, there's nine points in the Enneagram. And um, I'll start with the eight. The eight is the challenger, uh, which I will admit, this is my, my Enneagram type. And we like to challenge the status quo. Uh, the next is the nine, which is the peacemaker, and they're about harmony and keeping the peace. The next type is the one, and that's the reformer, and they're about maintaining integrity, maintaining alignment. And so the eight, nine, and one, we're all body types. So we we have a lot of anger, a lot of energy, and a lot of kind of kinesthetic associated with us. Now, the next three types, the two, three, and four are the heart types. The two is the helper. And this is the person, you know, in our lives who will always extend a helping hand. Oh, you need this. And next thing you know, is provided to you. So that's the helper. Then the three is the next, the achiever. And that's, you know, the individual who sets up goals and chases after those goals and achieves those goals and is really concerned with success. The next, the four, is the individualist. And these, this is the deep interpersonal type, tend to be artists or musicians like Alanis Morissette, for example. So the two, three, four are the heart types. We have the, they're concerned about image, feelings. That's, that's their focus, whereas the eight, nine, and one is kinesthetic body. Then we've got the next types, which are the five, six, and seven. So five is the observer, and this is the investigator. This is the person who likes to dive deeply into matters. So my business partner on um, the Awaken Company and a number of initiatives around the Enneagram is the thought leader in the world, Russ Hudson, and he's an investigator. And so going around Egypt with him, it was like every little detail we explored and he illuminated for us based on his years of research. Uh, the next type is the six, and that's the loyalist. And the loyalists are the type that are concerned with off-ramps. They see what can possibly go wrong and try to figure out solutions to what goes wrong. Um, they tend to be very funny and self-effacing. Um, and again, though, their focus is on the head. So their focus is on, oh, the, what could go wrong? And Henny Penny, the world might fall down. And then the next type is the seven, and that's the enthusiast. And the enthusiast, is, I call them the joy bunnies, or they uh, pied pipers of the Enneagram because they have so much joy and positivity and they've got so many great ideas that um, people just want to follow them. So the five, six, and seven are the head types and they tend to be more focused on anxiety than the other um, types. Of course, any type can be anxious, but they're more head centrics, the five, six, and seven. So the Enneagram we use uh, in our executive coaching, as well as we offer a series of webinars with Russ, Hud with Russ Hudson. And we're currently doing one on creativity and the Enneagram. Um, and we have a whole series uh, of video on demand available. We also have a number of free videos, YouTube videos, on what the Enneagram is, what the instincts are, and how do we live better lives knowing what our type is. What I love about the Enneagram is it doesn't paint us into a box. Rather, it teaches us how to get out of the box that we're already in. It's an incredibly powerful system for those who are willing to embrace it and those who are willing to explore it. Because it also... Um, 
uh, Russ's former business partner, Don Riso, and he came up with something called the levels of development. And it illuminates how do we improve where we're at and gives very clear examples of where each type is at and what in what different levels. So it's a very dynamic system, which I really, really appreciate about it and using it to kind of, okay, so I might say to myself, uh, I'm an eight and I'm not an eight. I'm all the types. I'm all the numbers. And I could really learn to have a little bit more four. So I have actively actively worked on how do I get to be more creative? How do I get to be more deep? How do I? And if I didn't know that, it wouldn't be available to me. So it provides a full circle for how we can be more present in our lives, in service to ourselves and our relationships and our communities. It's a very powerful tool, Dr. Vic. I love that. I've heard a lot about it. I've done it a little bit and had some exposure just a little here and there, but, and it's definitely something, I love how you brought that up. Like you, you're not like, it doesn't seem like you're set in stone, like a, a Myers-Briggs where I'm like, I think an INFJ or something like that. It's, you can expand and evolve with this. It seems like. Mm-hmm. That's right. Do you know what type you are, Dr. Vic? Do you remember offhand or no? No, I do not. I got When you were mentioning the numbers, I'm listening and I'm like, an eight sounds a lot like me, but then there's some other stuff. Where I'm like, maybe there too. I'm like, I have to do it just to see. Yeah, I would I would encourage you and everybody listening to to check it out and also to go onto our website and you'll find a lot more details. And our YouTube channel has some very basic kind of Enneagram introduction videos that people can most certainly check out. I love that. So utilizing that, let's talk about then shifting gears just a little bit, if you don't mind, where it gets you all about awakening, right? And and how important is that for, you know, in the times we're at for corporations to really start to start this whole journey on awakening, the whole awakening process? I think now is a very, very powerful time for us all to shift gears. I think that our context is asking for us to shift gears. And I'll just briefly describe um, the process of how do we create awakening organizations. And, you know, the book is called The Awakened Company. Really, it's awakening. I just like the word awakened better. It sounded more powerful than awakening. It's an ongoing process of kind of taking the sand away from who we really are so that our, our true gold can shine. So how do we do this? And what is the method? So if I could give everybody a visual, if you were to take a drop of water and to put it in the ocean, rings would expand, concentric circles would expand. So I'd like you to visualize that. An awakening always begins with ourselves. So we are the drop of water that's going into the ocean. So first we need to focus on awakening ourselves and then we move out. Then it's awakening our relationship is the next ring, Awakening our teams, our organizations, our communities, our world are the rings thereafter. So to really use that as a visual cue to how do we actually create awakening in organizations. So for entrepreneurs, this is a great method. There is a diagram on our website, which also uh, outlines this that you may want to check out. So the first is awakening ourselves and what we know is that the more self-aware we are, the business research points us to this, the more self-aware we are, the higher performing we are. 
So in terms of awakening ourselves, there's some, some processes that I would suggest. Number one is we are just talking about the Enneagram uh, is to understand what is your Enneagram type? What are your strengths and weaknesses? And just as a side note, you know, I interviewed so many CEOs and board of directors, et cetera. And um, many people, when I asked, what are your weaknesses? They didn't respond. Well, they automatically did not go on to the next interview because we need that self-awareness. So become aware of what are your strengths? What are your work-ons? What are the opportunities for your development? The other thing in terms of cultivating self-awareness is to have centering practices. So Dr. Vic, are you open to playing with me and trying a centering practice right now? Always. Okay, so let's play. Let's play. So everybody, provided you're not driving, listening to this, that you're seated uh, and listening to this, just take a moment, put your feet on the floor, close your eyes. Now I'd like you to bring your awareness to your right arm. So awareness to your right arm. Now, awareness to your right leg. Now, awareness to your left leg. Then awareness to your left arm. Now bring your awareness to your entire body. And so often leaders are just breathing from the top part of our lungs. So I would invite everybody into breathing into the bottom part of our lungs. So deep belly breathing. And now from this centered place, we'll carry on with the interview. What a great to reconnect us and just give us a nice little reset there. Dr. Vic, that's all it takes. And then we're back to, okay, we're back to ourselves. Because so often as leaders, our energy is going out. Whereas what's being requested of us now is for us to come from a more centered place where we're also fully inhabiting our bodies. And then that creates a ripple. So... One is, you know, back to know your Enneagram type. Number two, have centering practices as leaders. Number three is something I've created called an awake asleep line. And just for us to catch ourselves in the act, am I coming from more of my awakened place or more of my asleep place? So, you know, when you're you're feeling angry or worry or doubt or feeling put upon, that tends to be more of our asleep place. And how can we shift gears consciously to come from more of an awake place using life as our teacher is another thing I I work with. And we work with in terms of executives creating more of an awakened uh, world. 
Um, so those are some basic practices for awakening ourselves. Um, so now let's talk about the next ring in organizations, which is relationships. And relationships are really sticky because people rate the worst time of their day as a time with their bosses. Worse than taking out the kitty litter, worse than taking out the trash is a time with their bosses. And this to me is very sad, both from um, the employee's perspective and also from the leader's perspective. And we also know that how long an employee stays is directly related to the relationship with their supervisor. So how do we create awakened relationships? Number one is to first catch each other in the act of doing good things. And it's not rocket science. So for example, Dr. Vic, I would say to you, you know, thank you so much for asking me what topics might be interesting to cover. I, I appreciated that question because it's rare that I'm asked that on a, a podcast. Typically they're, they're kind of given to me what I will be, um, what the questions will be. So it's how do we catch each other in the act of doing good things? And that then increases engagement and increases our relationship, our, our relationship, our good relationship energy. Um, what's been shown is the most engaged people are those who are positively noticed. Then comes those who are negatively noticed. And the least engaged people are those who are not noticed at all. So number one constructive thing is to catch our team in the act of doing good things. And then there's three other things, and these are re uh, related to the Enneagram types. Number one is spaciousness. Are we giving people autonomy in terms of how they work? We need to give back control to people. People don't need to be told how to do things. They may need clarity on what to do, but let people figure out how to do things and let them come to you if they need help. So give people control over their lives. Number two is heartfulness. So create an emotional bond with the people that we work with, that we actually care for them. We will never get our moments back at work. So how do we build bonds with people. I think we really need to look at that. And in terms of also spending one-on-one -on -one time with people, number three is, is mindfulness. And that is giving our intellectual attention to people. People say, oh, you need to get out of your head. Well, I completely disagree with this. And my colleague Russ talks about this often. We need our head or else how would we even know how to drive down the street. So in terms of our relationships, are we being thoughtful in how we're working with people? So those three are keys to how do we create awakening relationships? And they can all be kind of morphed and they, everything needs to be customized to the individual and who we're working with. So then let's go to the third consecutive circle, which is awakening organizations. And I do believe that organizations will solve the world's greatest challenges and will do so uh, in a way that solves problems and also doesn't cause harm to either humanity or the planet. And that's a really important point that we need to be aware of the harm that we're, we're causing and to do everything to mitigate that harm so that we are truly are a, being a benefit to the world. So how do we do this? The first one is we need to energize. So our vision, like your vision is very clear. Dr. Vic, maybe you could share with us what your vision is. 
I hope you've been enjoying this amazing episode. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. How often do you wake up in the morning and instantly wish you just had another hour of sleep? You hit the snooze button and hope the next time your alarm goes off, you're just going to feel a little more energized. We've all had those mornings and the worst part is trying to turn on your brain to keep up with the demands of the day. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe you have brain fog, your energy is low, or you just can't concentrate. Do you feel distracted easily? You feel like you're not getting enough done. Do you want to say goodbye to the bad days for good? Imagine having control on how you feel and being able to turn on your brain within 10 minutes of waking up without coffee or caffeine. Simply flick a switch and turn on your brain within 10 minutes of waking up in the morning and be totally engaged, focused, upbeat, and productive no matter what gets thrown at you. It's like a do not disturb button for your feature for, a feature for your brain. All of a sudden, everything seems to be going your way. You're in the zone, you're having the best ideas, you're happy, people are smiling at you, you aren't getting distracted, your mind is clear, and it just feels like the universe is on your side. I've personally experienced this over the past few months since trying Newtopia. Newtopia is the most advanced brain support and cognitive enhancement system that I've ever tried. They specialize in personalized brain supplements, also known as nootropics. If you never heard of nootropics or brain supplements, don't worry. They've been around for a long time and are safe, legal, and used by millions of top performers around the world to enhance mental performance. It's safe, natural, and non-addictive. And you can choose blends that don't have caffeine if you're caffeine sensitive. Simply turn on your brain within 10 minutes of waking up every morning and the effects consistently throughout your day. I highly recommend Nunutopia system for anybody looking to take their focus and mental game up to a new level. They also stand by their products with a 365-day money-back guarantee. Go here now and experience your best mood and mental performance with personalized nootropics. Go to nootopia.com forward slash Dr. Vic and enter the coupon code Dr. Vic 10 for an extra 10% off. All right. Information. You can find out more about this in the show notes. Make sure to check that out. But now let's go ahead and let's get back to the show. Yeah, my, my main vision in this life is to work, help, work, help influence or help individuals to raise their consciousness level so they can remember the greatness of who they are. Exactly. So we first need clarity for that vision. And that's a really, really powerful vision. Um, so um, I'll, I'll meet with the CEO and I'll say, you know, what's your vision? And they won't have a clue. And people in their organizations won't have a clue. So we need to, number one is get clarity in terms of what is our North Star? Where are we actually going? So that vision needs to be energized. So this whole topic is called, I call it energized. And then we also need metrics or goals for how we're actually going to achieve this, this energizing, um, which again, needs to be clear throughout the organization. Um, and the next is called sustaining. So these are our our values. What are our values and how are we going to work together? And what, what are we going to hold each other accountable for? And how are we connected? And what are our structures? These, this is what I call sustaining. And then the third pillar called regeneration. And this is regeneration part is the one is the piece that, you know, COVID, I think, put organizations into, and I think the one we need to spend the most time on. And that is our creativity, our innovation, our peacefulness, 
in our organizations. So to really look at energizing, sustaining regeneration um, in a, from a holistic perspective, and then putting our corporate culture and humanity first. So the business research tells us we need to put two thirds emphasis on corporate culture and one third on financial results. So I believe every entrepreneur needs to have clearly laid out what are your cultural metrics. So for example, the Awakening Company, our values are passion, playfulness, and purpose. And we measure everything based on those three metrics. And all of the cultural components really need to be clearly defined so that it's emphasis is put on corporate culture. The business research also, it shows that when we do this, we will be far more financially successful, but not for finance in, in and of itself, but rather for creating the right environment for finances to come through to. So the highest performing organizations do this. They put two thirds emphasis on corporate culture, one third on financial results. Then next in terms of performance is those that just focus on culture. And then last is um, those who just focus on finances. So, you know, CEOs will come to me and say, hey, Kath, can you can you help me take me to a billion dollars like you did that other firm? And I'm like, you've got the wrong focus. Our focus cannot be on finances. Our focus has to be on what problems are we solving and how healthy is our community? And then the finances will follow. So in terms of awakening, for all the entrepreneurs listening to this, I'd really like you to take this home and apply it. Because often there's a knowing doing gap. We have all this business research and I, I teach at a top business school. So like we have all this business research, how are we applying it? So if there's one takeaway from this, please use the two thirds emphasis on culture, one third on financial results and get really clear on what is your corporate culture. And then using the lens of awakening ourselves, awakening our relationships and awakening our corporate cultures. I love this. And you bring that up too, because if I, if I correct me if I got this wrong, but it's like, you know, if you focus on the two third cult, corporate culture, one third financial results, that's the best that you, you know, results. And then the second one is going to be the ones that just focus on the culture. And then the third one was one that only focused on finance. Is that correct? That's correct, Dr. Vic. And what I found is over the years, most CEOs are focused on the finances first, and that's backwards. I love that because it's a lot of times when we focus, you look at the world today, just in people in general. Uh, I remember Matthew McConaughey was talking about one time he was back in New Orleans and he went to uh, one of these voodoo shops and he goes, I'm always fascinated about people because you look at all these potions they have and the one they're sold out the most, which is money, the one that helps with money. But at the same token, that's also the biggest issue that most people have. And I just found that interesting that the ones that focus all about the financials first, or that's their heaviest one, um, they actually do the opposite of what they're the, uh, the goal of what they really want to create. It's so true. And I think we also have to ask how much is enough? Like the relentless pursuit of more isn't working. We need to find other ways of experiencing our beingness that are satisfying over finances. Like, you know, we don't die with, we don't die taking any of our material goods. However, we do die with our memories and our, how much we've loved. So I really think we need to reset this focus on finances. And in fact, we'll probably be way more successful as a result. Uh, and I think we have to come back to what's the most important thing. 
to ourselves back to kind of that personal vision statement that we spoke of. Are we living from that real place in our soul that's asking to be seen? I love that. Yeah, there's just there's just so much the shift that's coming now. I think I think it's here already. It's not coming anymore. I think it's already here is that we have to get out of this 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 way of doing things for so long is needs to break down and we need to shift that focus to like you're saying I love the whole the research there that the whole corporate culture thing is look at things from what's more important like even in my own business and my my businesses that I have it's it, I never I never started a business for money I've always mm-hmm. started it for a purpose of what matters most to me and I don't, I just must've had that as a kid. Cause my mom will always like, yeah, when you believe in something and you're like, you're behind it, it, it works out. I, you, you will headstrong. You're just that type of person. But it's one of those things where I I was maybe t- when I was in chiropractic school, this really, this one of these principles really stood out and it was all about, pay, um, you know, put more, what is it? Your, your money was second, don't, your product services and something is a byproduct. Um, by, long story short, if you focus on what really matters most to you, what you're doing and the level of what you do, the money will come later down the road and it'll be more than you ever need, more than enough of what you need. And yes, you're a bit of, you're a bit of a magician, it sounds like. And I, I really also <laughs> think, uh, Dr. Vic, that um, so often we have started, we've been taught to start with why. And I actually think we need to start more fundamentally with who. Who do we want to be? And unless we can answer that question, it's very hard to come up with why. So I think we kind of need to go back to our source, back to ourselves and say, who am I really? And I believe everyone's a conduit for something very, very, very powerful. And sometimes we just have to tap in and investigate what is that conduit that we are meant to tap into. So that we can be of service, not only to ourselves, but also to other people and to the planet. So I think we really need to challenge, Dr. Vic, our assumptions around the, you know, the why. I think we do need the why this kind of having our visions, our North Star, but we also need, our, we're desperately being called to look into what are, is our inner compass. And what's important to us and how do we live from that place so that when we, you know, when we move on, that we've led a fulfilling life. I love, I, you're, you're really, you're, you're pulling a good cord with me when you talk about, we have to get back to being. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's what I, you know, it's one of the things where I got into coaching years ago was because I got tired of seeing um, this me- mechanisms of just doing all the time. And it's just like, you listen, you go to this program, it's a do, 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 you do this, it's a do, 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 do. And it's always doing, 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 doing. And I'm like, we gotta, we gotta get back to the being. Like, why, why are we not going there? That's infinite source. That's source energy. That's everything. That's where our power inspiration comes from. That's, that's all things. And I love how you said that being then the why. Um, and, and it's just fascinating. You know, this is again, coming back to that shift where I see there's this whole new era we're, we're in that's going to drastically disrupt and change what we used to do. And it's going to be simpler. It's going to be easier. It doesn't have to be as hard as what we've created things to be. Um, and I just love that. I love how you brought up the being side of it. It's so powerful in so many ways. Yes, we are human beings, not human doings. And I think we've been kind of, we've all been guided into this human doingness that um, hasn't really served uh, ourselves nor the planet. So how do we get off that treadmill 
and just sit back, relax a little bit more, have a lot more fun and uh, enjoy the ride versus pushing the ride, which may not be of service. Yeah. Or even like just, you know, I heard this earlier and it's it, today and it's about like, you know, worrying if you're worrying so much, you just, it's, it's more of just loss that you don't, you want to control things. And it's like learning just to be with the dance of life, right. In the being of all elements and just enjoy the process and, and um, ancient wisdom as well. I always like to refer it back to uh, it's been thousands and thousands of years ago. And it's one of the things that are the true elements of life. And I think we're again, really starting to, ask what's really more like, is it, you know, is it, you know, how much is enough, right? I love you when that question too. I always ask some of my clients that like, you know, how much money you want to make? I want to do this. And then when I get to there, I want to do this. When I get to there, I want to do this. Okay, great. Hold on. Let's take a step back. What's the number you want that you're going to be happy with? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know I had to go through this because I thought, you know, just got to keep making, just got to go more. Once you get to this level, you want to go more. And then I, I had a friend of mine ask me one time, like, what's, what, what's, when are you going to be satisfied? Cause I got there and I wasn't satisfied. And I was like, you know what? This is what I, this is all I care about. If I can just, if I'm at this level, I'm good. I can do what I want. I can travel when I want. I can, I can invest in other things. I can set up my life to be very, very, very uh, prosperous. Um, I can do all those things and still, and I'm, I love what I do. And I said, that's it. That's, a, that's my goal. I don't care about anything else. And it's amazing how much happier I became, less stress, and my health improved. Math. Not that I had health issues, but as a chiropractor, I'm very analytical about my health. So um, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where uh, it, it was amazing to see that shift just from answering, knowing those little things. It's just so important. And, you know, you brought up ancient wisdom and having just been in Egypt and seeing, you know, meditating in the Great Pyramid and seeing the way things were built there's a lot we can learn from ancient Egypt and from ancient wisdom that we don't know, despite all our technology that we don't know enough about today. And, um, you know, so for example, I'd say the great pyramid, it's got the belly center, the heart center and the head center within it, within it. And they, it each has very different feelings when you go into each one of those different chambers And how are we initiates for life and being being in life? And um, I think there's so much we have to learn from ancient societies that could really help to inform how we work together today. For example, in Egypt, there was very few signatures on things, which to me speaks to the power of the collective. So how are we working together to solve challenges that are, that were f- being faced right now. There's just so much to be unearthed. And um, it's to me, it's a very exciting time to be alive because we're seeing all the fissures in our society and we can fix them. And I believe we can fix them by our interdependence and by working better together to solve some of our greatest challenges. Yes. And, and the things, you know, that's why you're at about Egypt. It's just, there's so much unknown to what they've done in the past and what we don't know. And uh, it's just so, so, so majestic in so many ways. And uh, I've done some studying in my own, I didn't mention this earlier, but like, even like just how they built the great, the, the pyramid and the technology they had to do it, which is different than what you're taught in school. But um, in the, the amazement of it and how you said that was, again, what was it? The head, the heart and the, the gut, the gut, the gut. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
just, just amazing stuff, things that we don't know. And um, that took me on a journey to like uh, learning how much I really don't know about life as much as I study life. And I've been studying it for 15, 16, 17 years. I remember chiropractors used to tell me the older you get and what you do, the more you're going to realize what you don't know. And I was like, how is that possible? Because you're gaining a young mind like I had. I was like, that doesn't make sense. And as I'm getting older, I look back and I go, man, there is there are so many things I just don't know. Like even if I, I'm, I'm an expert or I, I've, I've had a lot of experience with it, still don't know. I, it's amazing uh, that that process. It It is amazing. And um, I think, yeah, there is so much we don't know. However, to keep on investigating and experimenting, uh, with it, I think is really what life is asking us to do and to learn from the ancients and also to learn from, you know, whatever people's spiritual practice may be. I think we've somehow kind of disassociated from our our spiritual practices and back to the who, who are we? So who are we? And connecting to whatever source um people find inspiring to them, I think is very, very, very important. And cultivating practices that um, develop the sense of who we are is very key. And I think underplayed in business and society today, um, in part because of, you know, there's not the greatest track record in many, in many religions, but really for us to all the invitation to really consider who are we and what do we want to be and where are we going um, is an invitation to all listeners and to spend time connecting with ourselves, spend time connecting with our source and um, being inspired uh, by that. My, my, one of my teachers said to me, you know, Kath, I would like your practice to build, be, be building a, a deep riverbed. And I love that metaphor of a deep riverbed. And now I'm very much into, okay, how do I align with what is life? What, what is life's flow? What is the river's flow? What is life asking of me to become more fully who I'm supposed to be? And I don't, Dr. Vic, I think we really need to connect um with our source with our with things that energize us and things that um, provide fuel uh, and atmospheres to improve our lives versus kind of the you know the the fuel of social media the fuel of junk food the fuel of um things that don't really serve our beingness rather to connect to what are the things we're actually taking in to live a better life what are we reading what art are we looking at what foods are we consuming what um you know what natural like chiropractors are we using what energetics are we using to help our bodies um be the conduit that we are all meant to be uh is is a real invitation and a real question i love that and we can and when we can tap back and connect with our source um, you know, our lights, our lights magnified. And this is where, in my opinion, where true transformation comes for all humanity, because we also help then uh, liberate others to do the exact same thing and give them or we become an essence of a model to show them that like, this is what it looks like. And then that can start to unlock and really create transformation in the world. Very much so. And back to the, the model that we spoke of is how are we awakening ourselves? 
how are we awakening our relationships? How are we awakening our communities and teams? And your, your podcast is an example of such in terms of working on the multiple levels of you're working on yourself, you're working on relationships, you're doing this for community um, and being of service to the world. And that is the invitation for everybody. I love that. Love that so much. I, I feel like, Catherine, we can talk all day. I love the energy. I love the connection here and so much more. How can people find you, connect with you, see what you're all up to, follow you and all that good stuff? So uh, awakencompany.com is our website and you can follow The Awakened Company on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, Catherine Bell. And also we have groups under The Awakened Company as well. I really encourage people to sign up to our newsletter which is on our website and uh, take a peek and follow us on YouTube for all the free materials. And we offer, you know, materials on the Enneagram, also business leader, business leadership information, stuff on holacracy, stuff on um, companies uh, helping the planet. So give our YouTube a check out and sign up as well and join us and um, contribute and help us to inspire you and and we'll be inspired by you so please sign up and also um uh the awakened company book despite being published in 2015 is still available and most business books only last six months and it's lasted a number of years a number of people have called called it prophetic uh check out the awakened company book because it has a number of real life examples and suggestions for how to create awakening organizations. For all the listeners that will be available in the show notes. Um, Catherine, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate the amazing work you're doing, what you're doing for humanity and, and just everything for corporate, just everything in general, just to help. Uh, I can feel it. It's palpable and it's really something that is definitely much needed. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Vic, and continue your good work inspiring everybody. So thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.